Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another Victory Monday, Colts fans. This is the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast. I'm your host, Jake Arthur, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes as well. It is very helpful for us. Thank you guys for joining me today. On today's show, we talk all about the Colts' 19-11 win over the previously undefeated Chicago Bears. It wasn't always pretty, and the offense probably had its ugliest day, but the defense definitely got the job done and answered some questions. Today's show is brought to you once again by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. On the pregame show, I mentioned their over-under on Bears field goals for this game at 1.5. I thought that one would be an easy over, but I guess I didn't give the Colts enough credit because they held Chicago to just one field goal and a garbage-time touchdown late in the fourth quarter. But we'll take it, right? From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, which never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This win puts the Colts in really good position after the first quarter of the season. They're now at 3-1 and one and have won three consecutive games. Uh, of course, you want to have that type of momentum as they go on to face a team like the Cleveland Browns who just absolutely kicked ass against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, the Colts are now in second place still in the AFC South. The Tennessee Titans, whose game was postponed, of course, they still sit in first place at 3-0. and uh, But the good news is that the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans have been awful. Uh, they only have one win between them. So the Colts and Titans are quite a bit ahead of both of those teams. As far as this game goes, offensively for the Colts, uh, they had 289 yards of offense, that's 186 passing, and 103 rushing. They were just 8 of 19 on third down, which is 42.1%, and 1 of 4 in the red zone, which is 25%. Uh, that continues to be an issue for them, not really cashing in on those money downs. Uh, if, if it, For example, if it feels like Rodrigo Blankenship, most of his field goals are shorter, that's because it's true. Uh, so far this season, eight of his 12 makes have been inside 40 yards. So they're they're getting into the red zone, but they're not cashing in with six. They're getting a lot of threes. And, I mean, that's been okay so far, but they still have to face some some tougher teams coming up. You know, they, they've got Lamar Jackson. You, you hope to see Patrick Mahomes later in the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming up. You have the, the Browns and Baker Mayfield uh, next week. So... You really got to turn those threes into sixes at some point. And they know that. They're going to try and fix it. But so far, it's it's been an issue throughout this first quarter of the season. Uh, the passing game, not its prettiest day. Uh, Phillip Rivers has been really, really efficient through the first few weeks. Uh, but completed just over, uh, it had about 55% completions on Sunday. Uh, he was 16 of 29. That's 55.2%. 
for 190 yards. Uh, that's 6.6 yards per pass attempt, which is below the mark for both that and the completion percentage are below the marks for what he's done throughout the year. Uh, had one touchdown pass to tight end Mo Alley Cox. No interceptions, which is great. Again, uh, just one sack and a passer rating of 86.9. All those numbers are okay, but it's just been below the marks that he has been setting so far this year. Uh, looking at Alley Cox, it's, uh, you know, last week we told you, you know, this is officially a thing, but this this week was even more more so of an example. Uh, he only had one catch for 13 yards, but that catch was a touchdown. And it, Rivers was looking for him. Uh, it's He's just become one of his bigger safety blankets. And we know that Rivers is not going to just key in on one guy like he did with Keenan Allen out at the Chargers. He's going to spread this ball around. There's always like seven, eight, nine guys catching balls throughout every game. So uh, for those of us who are just waiting on some huge game where a guy has like 10, 12 catches like T.Y. Hilton, I don't know when that's going to happen. I just think Rivers is going to keep spreading the ball around. He has his guys he's really comfortable with, uh, and Mo is one of those guys. Uh, Zachary Pascal did lead the Colts in receiving on Sunday, though. Uh, three catches for 58 yards. T.Y. Hilton uh, had an all right day. Uh, three catches for 29 yards. But he drew a couple big penalties, which it's not going to show up in the stat sheet for him. But those are really invaluable as well. Uh, he is really, really good at drawing those deep downfield pass interference calls. And he got that against Kyle Fuller uh, late in the second half. Got a 28-yard pass interference call that drew the Colts up to Chicago's 10-yard line, and they ended that drive in a field goal. So it's not going to go down as a big catch in the stat sheet, but that was just as valuable for the Colts nonetheless. At tight end, uh, Trey Burton was activated from injured reserve this weekend after he had a calf injury suffered in training camp. And you could tell Rivers was looking his way quite a bit early on. Uh, they just cannot quite get in sync, though. Uh, Rivers targeted him five times on the game. They wound up with two catches for 16 yards together. Uh, I thought Chicago's coverage was really, really good uh, on, on the tight ends, on the receivers, on everybody. It uh, it seemed like their their defensive backs were getting physical and aggressive at batting away the balls, just like the Colts' defensive backs were. So I thought that was a, that was a pretty evenly matched uh, evenly matched game in the, in the secondary. As for running the ball, uh, the Colts had Jonathan Taylor run 17 times for 68 yards. That's four yards per carry. Uh, he continued to show a nice blend of power, speed, and agility. We haven't seen him hit the home run yet, which is fine. Uh, but each week, it seems like he's getting more opportunities to hit the open field and kind of turn the corner. And we're seeing him more break out into the second level and get into some space. Uh, he did that. Uh, he did that on Sunday. And he even had his quarterback, Phil Rivers, talking a little smack to Roquan Smith. Uh, he, was, he was telling Smith all about a play before when Taylor turned the corner on him and, and got a deep run. On the defensive side of the ball for the Colts, it was once again another dominating performance. Uh, they, had, they allowed 269 yards of offense to the Bears. That's 241 passing and 28 rushing. The 241 passing is actually the most the Colts have allowed so far this year but the 28 yards rushing is the least. So I guess those kind of balance each other out. Uh, the Colts allowed four of 11 on third down, which is 42.1%, including forcing three three and outs for the Bears. And then the Bears were also one of two in the red zone. 
after the game, Colts head coach Frank Reich talked a little about his team's defensive performance. Great team win. Uh, that's what we just talked about in there. You know, coming on the road, uh, coming up here to Soldier Field against an undefeated team um, in, in their place. You know, we wanted to come in here and play good in all three phases and uh, felt like this was, you know, we didn't play perfect, but we played good. Uh, defensively, obviously a great day, you know, holding them down on offense in yards and holding them down in points. Um, really the key stat there was we talked about it all week was we got to, we got to stop the run. Um, for us, that's a big part of our formula, big part of our DNA. So uh, credit to the defense for doing that. And that was just a great team effort. Good job by Flus and the staff, great job by the players. Um, and, you know, and then hold them down to points. You know, they got the one, the one late. It was great. With the Colts holding the Bears to 11 points on Sunday, that is now three straight games where they have held their opponents to 11 points or less. The last stretch of time they did that in was the end of the 2013 season, and they've allowed only 56 points through the first four games of the season. That's the fewest total points allowed in the first four weeks by the Colts since 2013 when they allowed just 51. Uh, allowing only 28 yards rushing in this game. That's the fewest the Colts have allowed in a game since 2009 against the Arizona Cardinals when they had 24. It's also only the 10th time in franchise history that the Colts have held an opponent to 28 yards or less. David Montgomery led the way for the Bears with 27 yards on 10 carries. And the Bears still do not have a rushing touchdown this year, so that's not great. Passing. Uh, Nick Foles was 26 of 42 for 61.2%. Uh, he had 249 yards for just 5.9 yards per attempt. He did continue to stay aggressive. I know we wondered about that leading into the game. But again, this Colts defense, they're just built to not allow those shots over the top. Uh, Foles did have a 33-yard gain to Darnell Mooney down the left sideline. Uh, Xavier Rhodes just wasn't quite quick enough to flip his hips and keep up with him. So, they took advantage of that, but that was really about it as, as far as deep shots go. The Colts were there to, to break up or cover everything else. The, the coverage was really tight, like we said that it needed to be uh, coming in. Uh, Foles' passer rating was 76.4. He had one touchdown pass that was to Allen Robinson late in the game against Isaiah Rogers, uh, the Colts rookie. That's, that's a tough draw to get uh, for one of your first times up covering on the outside. Uh, and then Foles also had one interception later in the game. That was by safety Julian Blackman. And then he was sacked once. That was by Justin Houston. Uh, dating back to last year, Houston now has at least a half sack in six consecutive games. And now back to Blackman. Uh, he looked really good. He had two pass breakups where he hit the receiver right after the ball got there to pop it out. The first one, they thought it might have even been a, uh, a forced fumble. And so they had to, to, to review it. Uh, he also had that first career interception off of a tipped pass, and he nearly had another one earlier in the game on a downfield shot for Cordero Patterson. In the long run, the Colts are going to miss Malik Hooker and his rare ability to make certain plays that only about him and a, and a select other handful of guys can make. But I'm telling you, they're really not missing anything with having Julian Blackman on the field. Uh, after his first interception of his career, he talked to reporters about his day. Uh, you know, it's always fun playing football, especially coming off of injury. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot more work to be done. Um, I wasn't always in the in the best spots that I could have been in. And, uh, you know, I was just thankful to, to take one away because I, I should have had one earlier in the game, but uh, I didn't go get it. So 
I'm glad that I got my back. Some of the biggest news on the day for the Colts defense was linebacker Darius Leonard missing the second half of the game with a groin injury. After that, Zaire Franklin came in, relief of him, and then Anthony Walker moved over from Mike to Will. Uh, and then we pretty much just saw Anthony Walker and Bobby Okereke from there. Honestly, I, I thought the pair of them looked really good. They flew around and, and made a bunch of tackles. Uh, both of them are really sure tacklers. If they get their hands on you, they're probably not letting go. Uh, together, they combined for 19 tackles. After the game, Coach Frank Reich said that they're going to continue monitoring uh, Darius Leonard's status in the next couple of days. So, uh, weekly practice doesn't start until Wednesday, so we'll see if, if he is out there or not. Other than Leonard, uh, there wasn't really any injuries of note. Rocky Sin did go down late in the game. Uh, he's kind of grabbing his lower leg ankle area. Uh, but Coach Reich didn't really elaborate on that much, so we'll also have to keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, in other areas of the defense and, and special teams, rookie linebacker Jordan Glasgow made a couple of really nice plays on uh, on the punt units. On one, he tipped a punt attempt on, I think it was the, the Bears' first punt of the game. That, that just went to the Colts' 47-yard line, so they started in, in great field position there. And then just a punt or two later, he had a really nice stop on uh, on the Bears' return. So someone who we, we had really high hopes for as a special teams ace after the Colts drafted him. I mean, he, he had one really good game to his resume so far. So uh, that looks like it might be coming to fruition there. And then as for kicking, Rodrigo Blankenship had another solid day. Uh, he made all four of his field goal attempts, and he is only the third rookie in Colts history to have two games with four or more field goals converted. So there we have it, guys. The Colts moved to 3-1. and one. Next week, they're in Cleveland to take on the Browns, and that's a team that just won 49-38 to against the Cowboys on Sunday. That should be an entertaining matchup, to say the least. Thank you guys for being with me today after another Colts win. Please remember to subscribe to the show and rate us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We can be found on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and more. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Believe in Colts, and me personally at JakeArthurNFL on Twitter and Facebook, as well as JakeArthur underscore on Instagram. You can find my written work with Sports Illustrated at AllColts.com. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the show, please send them to me through email at believeincolts at gmail.com or respond when I send out the call for questions on Twitter. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact believe at believe.com. I'll be with you guys later this week on Friday to look into the Colts-Browns matchup. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.